Welcome to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast, a Christ-centered recovery show where we discuss the habits, mindsets, and tools that will help you live the recovery lifestyle. We believe that if you regularly do the work by reading the Word, showing up at recovery meetings, getting engaged at your local church, and giving back through service, that you will build a stronger relationship with Jesus and experience the freedom that comes from lasting sobriety. Please join myself, Chris Decker, and my co-host, John Rizzi, as we serve as your virtual recovery coaches through Season 2, featuring monthly recovery challenges, inspiring testimonies, expert guest teachings, and the raw, real-time recovery journey that we go through each and every day. To help us reach more people, please subscribe and leave a review. And for now, enjoy today's episode. All right, we're, we're going to start out today's episode with a prayer. Um, it's going to be a different kind of episode, John. Yeah. Pray? Okay. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much just for just this platform, this ministry, this time together, um, the partnership with Chris uh, that just really fuels me with so much energy and and creativity that I don't have that he brings. And I, I just feel so unbelievably blessed to be sharing this conversation with my good friend, Chris. And Father, I just pray that you give us words. You help us reach whoever needs to hear what you're going to say through us today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So John's going to kind of interview me on some life changes and some stuff that's going on. Yeah, last week we talked a little bit about my check-in in terms of what's going on in recovery. And we had actually intended to talk about Chris's, but we, I spent too much time. And Chris has got a lot going on. So you just had a baby girl. I did. So Leah is now three weeks old. We just had a baby girl. Wow. Congratulations. I Thank saw your you. uh, announcement video. She is unfreaking, believably adorable. Really? Oh my gosh. Just so beautiful. I don't know. I feel like all newborns look really similar. <laughs> well, perhaps, but but I don't know. She she's a showstopper. Um I'm so excited for you. So this is this is your second child. Second child. It makes things a little more complicated. Remember things before I had children? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh older people will always tell you this. Um, just enjoy every moment because it's going to go fast. The, uh, words of, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? I can't, I can't remember her name, but, uh, the days are long, but the years are short. I think really sums up Gretchen Rubin. That's who wrote that. That really sums up the paradox of time, uh, succinctly. You also, um, recently take are taking over the entrepreneurship ministry at Saddleback. Yes. So uh, Saddleback Church in Lake Forest, um, and this is also a you know, global initiative. Um, you know, there are, it's a rather large congregation, and there's a lot of business owners, leaders, entrepreneurs that are a part of this congregation. And uh, Brian uh, started this ministry four years ago to support this community. And uh, recently, upon uh, stepping down, I replied to say, hey, Brian, I, 
you know, it's on my heart uh, to reach out, and, and I think I actually would be a good fit to 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 lead to help you lead here. And lo and behold, it was a good fit after several conversations and and prayer and all that. It, um, you know, I'm the new ministry leader for uh, Saddleback Entrepreneur Leadership, and uh, on November eighth, we have uh, I have the first event that I will be a part of, and. We have a guest speaker, Dr. Alan Gee, the author of The Language of Deep Forgiveness. We're going to be talking about the psychology of deep forgiveness. Uh, it's a very well-acclaimed book. was just featured in Christianity Today. Um, and I, I'm excited for this new chapter. Um, um, I've built a rather large entrepreneurial networking group here in Orange County before to 8,000 members and several hundred in attendance every every month. It's still around. I have I installed new leaders. I'm no longer a part of it. It's an active nonprofit. And uh, I just spoke at the 100th event uh, uh, last month. And so, you know, um, I do know what I'm doing in the secular world. But now, you know, this is a part of a church. So it's definitely um, it's definitely new to be doing this in a ministry context. Well, it seems like you're perfectly shaped for it. And uh, I'm excited to see what comes of that. And if that's not enough, you recently completed the buyout of your partner in your business. I did. So, you know, my, my co-founder at SalesCast, Colin, um, uh, you know, the, the guy that we were in the trenches together for a couple of years, um, was ready to to move on and start to do new things in his life and career. And so the opportunity presented itself to, uh, to buy him out and continue on. Um, and, and it, it really has been, um, it really has been uh, a wild ride getting to trust, like really leaning on God during some of the, some of these really, really hard moments and negotiation and, and, um, and just, it's a business divorce and it, it mm. really is, it really is emotionally very similar to that. And, um, so yeah, that happened. Well, that's a lot. And that's all happened really in the last five, six weeks, maybe yeah, fewer, less than a couple of months. And, um, and, and so I guess my, my biggest question, in addition, you know, we talk about being busy. Well, I didn't talk about, um, so see celebrate recovery oh, right. at Saddleback yeah. Lake Forest. I went through leadership training in January, and um, now I am um, I have been brought in as an official CR leader. I went through the training, went through the interview process, did the background check, and um, get to wear a badge. and And so, not like not not much has changed other than it's a little awkward to be more visible like with a badge on <laughs> but you know it's just different yeah but that's a lot man and and so i guess my question is we we talk about busyness on here a lot yeah and what you just described sounded like a recipe for busyness and burnout how how are you? How is your recovery lifestyle practice holding up amidst all this this change and and these demands on your time? Well, this last um, Friday during a counseling session in the morning, um, I realized that I um, uh, right after my daughter was born, I was feeling the pressure of all this burnout. I I thought that I would have 
um, a significant amount of paternity leave um, that that I was supposed to get because I had given my partner a lot of paternity leave when he had his daughter earlier this year. And I thought that it was going to be a no-brainer that I would get to take several weeks to uh, to rest and, and be with my family. And I got like 10 minutes yeah. and went straight back to work. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a lot of resentment in my heart, actually, and I was really tired. And, um, and I felt as if like my anxiety was out of control. And I don't know if I necessarily considered a relapse or, or whether it but I definitely did engage in sin, I believe, by 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 taking things into my own hands and control. And I bought marijuana and, and I used it for about a week um, and uh, to try and self-medicate and regulate my emotions. And I, I, if I were to do it all over again, I would not have done that. What I wrote in my journal is I tried to control the situation and maybe God was trying to show me something that I missed out on mm. because I self-medicated with a substance. And it's really hard for me to even admit that, but I have to share it or else it's going to like any sort of secret sin is going to have grips on me. In my counseling session, like with my, my biblical counselor, um, ultimately the, the, where we arrived is that I'm not, I'm still not adequately taking sabbaths um and so the real remedy for that is to now schedule a week to two weeks every three months for um for a sabbath and so next week um i will not be working the entire week um you know i have some ministry stuff at night but i am not doing any um, business stuff next week and i'm taking a little bit of a delayed paternity leave I, I don't know if that answers your question but that's well, just what it's what's been going yeah, on. yeah and I, I guess i would ask you you know what's your advice to someone our listeners who are feeling like they may be approaching that overwhelm point they're taking on a bunch maybe they're not saying no to enough stuff you know do you feel like you took a look at everything that's on your plate. You started getting anxious. You decided to self-medicate. Um, you said it, you wouldn't do that if you were to do it again. But what would you do? Would you make any different decisions? Would you cut anything out? Would you? Well, you've you've all, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, longer than a year, you've you've gotten to see this pattern in my life officially where I take, like, I've reached these points like of a breaking over, point. overwork and exhaustion. I ignore all the warning lights. I keep working harder. When I get tired, I drink more coffee. And it is, it is, uh, um, I, I guess I'm wired this way, but it's almost like a trauma response trying to earn my, you know, by, by overworking. My wife has the same thing inside of her too. Some people call it drive. The problem is there's a payoff. People are like, oh, you're so driven. Like, no, if you only knew the plight. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I've been slowly learning this lesson. God has been making this really clear to me over the past couple of years. You need to rest, my child. And, you know, luckily it's it never has gotten to the point that it did last year. Um, in like late August, it hasn't gotten back to that point, but it's really gotten... There's been some close calls, and I'm as I'm going through these cycles, I'm getting a little bit better at recognizing the warning signs of, of um, when it, when too much is too much. And I guess what is also 
hard. And, and I, I want to thank Pastor Andy Wood for kind of giving me language around this. When he's reached these points, he, he would describe like if he ever finds himself shouting at someone or being short or there's like different warning lights that he has, he's like, I find um, I don't care how, who I have to disappoint. I go and make time to spend with God. Mm-hmm. So he, he used the language. I don't care who I have to disappoint. And that was a real clicker for me as someone who struggles with codependency mm-hmm. is in order to make space, I'm going to have to disappoint somebody by saying, I need to take a break right now. I'm sorry. I cannot do this. Here are the other things that I need to do as a codependent saying no is very difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get to this place where we care so much about what other people think that we're starting to discount what God thinks and what he really wants us to do. We know unequivocally that he wants us to work from a place of rest, yes. right? Like he's, he built it into the rhythm of creation for us to work six days and take a day of rest. And if you notice in this story of creation, he created humans and then immediately the Sabbath came. Well, what did Pastor Jeff of Hillset Church say? He said um, the, the, the path of grace is wherever you are experiencing the grace of what God wants you to do, you're going to feel energized in those directions. Um, and then if you are doing other things, which you're maybe not feeling the grace, um, you're, it's now kind of sucking the energy out of the things that you should be doing. And when I'm doing things that I know are not a part of God's plan or like know that are kind of sucking me dry, I still do them because that's just what I do. I can just endure, which is why I was so obsessed with Iron Man's for so long, is I can just stack on the pain more than your average human being. And I'm like, I can thrive in those circumstances of just getting the crap beat out of me for long periods of time because I feel like I deserve it. And so funny, my wife and I have had this conversation. We both have this is that um, because of conditions that she grew up in as a teenager, she's like, she can do any job for any reason and do it better than anybody else. And she earned, she, at 16, she all of a sudden had to like provide for herself and pay all her bills. And I'm the same way. Like if I, if, if push comes to shove, I'll go get a job as a janitor and scrub toilets and be the best damn janitor that ever existed. Yeah. Well, and it's also (laughs) something that is applauded, rewarded, in our culture, right? Grit or, or self-determination or perseverance or uh, work ethic, you know, all of these things. I think it's, 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 uh, it's, it's me trying to control my, my environment and, and, and it is Christianity is countercultural living as a Christian building my career. I should have been looking for the signs of, what my strengths were a lot earlier, but I didn't have language to explore that. People Mm -hmm. kept saying, grind, it's hard, work, work, work. And in LA where I grew up, if you weren't 24-7 working, there was something wrong with you. Yeah, right. It's like, it's really is celebrated. And uh, it's, it's like a culture of burnout. 
<clears throat> yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and, and the way that you unwind is you go drink on the weekends or right. you drink, you start drinking on Thursday night. Yeah. Work and hard, play hard. That's, that was, that's the culture. And, and so the only way to unwind is to go engage in addictive behaviors. And, and, um, that's just what I grew up as being acceptable early on in my career and, and, and just modeled those behaviors of the people around me. Um, that ended up being really destructive and almost ended my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And I, lately I've been really convicted. I, I think I might have shared on this before, this sort of this concept of of working with God as opposed to working for God and and really trying to be intentional about everything that I do, trying to invite God into it, trying to hear his direction, trying to help have him help me pick and choose what I should be doing instead of just running head along into anything and everything, because I think that's what I need to do to get ahead, or this is what I need to do to make somebody else happy, or that's what I need to do to make more money, whatever it is, right? Like the, the, the not enough uh, fill in the blank that I feel like I need to fill requires me to push harder. And, and that's what endurance being an endurance athlete is about you just got to push through the pain you just got to persevere and, and, and it's it's and, really celebrated like yeah oh your feet are bleeding keep running right literally yeah. i used to read stories like that yeah like a guy who like ran a hundred miles and his and his shins were bleeding <laughs> and he had to duct tape back his feet together so he could keep going and would not stop. And I'm like, you are a superhero. Yeah. Now I think he's a lunatic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I did this race one time in San Francisco and this dude comes flying past me and he was fast. And then, and then I see him over on the side puking and then he comes flying past me again. And then again, I see him on the side of the road puking. I'm like, man, that dude is tough as nails. Like, <laughs> and I thought he was cool because it's like, not right. only was he fast, he was like, I'm, I'm not going to let this slow me down. And it's just like, you know, there's, there are times when I need to learn to pull back. Yeah. And, and, and it's taken me a really long time to learn that. Uh, and, and, you know, if we continue with this, like a sports or athletic metaphor, what happens when I push too hard? Inevitably, I get injured and that only sets me back even farther if I'm training. Right. Or then and then I push, try to push through the injury and that causes even more damage. So um, since July, I've lost 35 pounds mm -hmm. and I've never weighed what I currently weigh. Like I'm weighing at. 250 and i'm looking like we're going to get into the 240s i have not weighed this since i was 18 years old and and so um and it, it looks like we're still making positive momentum the what the, the the difference was um two short 45 minute workouts per day even if it's just walking that's it and change the way i eat don't eat dairy anymore don't eat gluten um and those are the lifestyle habits that's changed. That's all that's changed is relatively micro adjustments. It's not a huge commitment to do two 45-minute workouts a day. It's usually I'll do one in the morning or one in the afternoon um, or the evening. And it's like I'll go on a stroller walk with my son or we'll go to the park 
or like I'll start out with a morning workout at like a place I go to orange theory fitness, but it wasn't by it. This is the only time I've ever really experienced this in a very lasting way. It wasn't by a short period of lots of intensity. It's been by now, uh, several months of, of extreme, um, micro growth every day. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, it gets back to the habits and, and, and sort of the atomic habits of that 1% improvement where this compounds over time. And when I get, so this applies not just to fitness, it applies to every area of our life. And that's why, you know, with the recovery lifestyle, we talk about the habits of living the recovery lifestyle. You know, these are the practices that once we make them into habits, we're going to keep them consistently. And you know what? They're going to keep us sober. And so <clears throat> I think that it sounds to me like, you know, you're, you're doing this in the midst of all this sort of tumultuous change. Um, I prayed this summer, what, um, from a book called dangerous prayers. And this is going back to, uh, Psalms where, there's a prayer, uh, Lord, search me for any offensive way in my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was praying, break me. Like, if you have to just wreck my life in order to teach me something, I want you to do that because I am not leaning on you in the way that I want to, in the way that I should. And so I was praying, Lord, break me, wreck me, just, just break me, like, break me of myself. Yeah. And then use me. Like, use this vessel. Like, I made a deal with God. If he got me through some of, some of these things after my rock bottom, I was going to dedicate my life to him. And he kept his promise, and I got to keep my end of the bargain. That's not exactly biblical or theologically sound, but you know what? It I like the way it sounds. So. <laughs> well, we talked about Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 last night in, in, in CR, and it's, Trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not on my own understanding. In all my ways, acknowledge him, and he will make my path straight. And it's like the the two alls in there. How often am I holding something back? Yeah. <clears throat> am I, I'm not giving him my whole heart. I'm not trusting him in all things. This is what I was talking about with this working with God. It's like he wants to be involved in everything. And I picture him sitting there watching me basically just waiting saying dude when are you going to let go when are you going to invite me in when are you going to give me the burden that i will i when are you going to take me up on my invitation to share your burdens and and, and i'm being stubborn as a mule and saying i don't know when when i feel like it's something that i want to trust you with or if it feels when i feel like it's something that you know, I, I really can't handle. So now I'm going to capitulate. Like, come on, man. It's all, everything is in all. Mm -hmm. Are you in this podcast? The act of sitting down once a week to share these things has changed my life and it, it has impacted my recovery greatly and my ability. I'm, I feel a lot more comfortable just sharing these topics, um, publicly mm -hmm. and, um, 
you know, as much as this is a service, I get so much out of this activity too. And so I think we need to open share. Yeah, me too. Hey, you guys, my name is John. I'm a follower of Jesus in recovery for sex addiction, struggle with intimacy anorexia. John. Hey, you guys. Oh, man. I really want to get better at this concept of, of working with God. And, you know, I started today with the intent of, of really working harder at this. And then I realized I was, I was walking out to my car for something. And, and this was only a couple three hours into my day at the office. I was like, I haven't, I haven't invited God into anything that I've been doing. I didn't invite him into, I, I, I started the day. I invited him into my workout and, and into, you know, the day because I knew I was going to be facing some challenges. But then I got to the office and I had this project to work on and I didn't even, I didn't pray about it. I didn't invite him in. I just started hammering away just back to that whole thing we were talking about, about, you know, I just got to nut up and push through and, and persevere and just get her done. And it's like, why can't I just take a minute and just say, God, I really, I, I need your help on this. I need wisdom. I need guidance. I need insight. I need direction. I want to feel your peace as I work through this because I don't want to leave you on the sideline anymore. Thanks, guys. I'm John. Hey, I'm Chris, grateful believer in Jesus Christ and recovery for alcohol, sex, porn, money, and codependency. Chris. Um, you've heard a lot about, you've heard a lot from me today, so I think I'm done. Okay. <laughs> you want to pray us home? Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for, um, everybody that is listening. We thank you for the power of story and testimony <laughs> and, um, for the opportunity to be accountable, for the opportunity to share our story, for the opportunity to be vulnerable. Um, it's a choice every single time. Do we share it? Do we not share it? Um, more and more I'm making the choice to share it. And I have to say, um, letting go and keeping a short inventory, uh, daily, um, has been a joy in my life. And I, I hope others can find that too. Um, I don't know if that was a prayer, but we pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Hey, you made it this far in the episode. I'd like to congratulate you. Because to me, that shows that you're taking your recovery seriously. If you'd like to reach out, please visit recoverylifestyle.com. You can use the contact form to submit a prayer request, give us ideas for future episodes, or simply to just share what's on your mind. We would love to hear from you. If you really are enjoying the show, what would mean a lot is if you could subscribe and leave a review. That will help more people find the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast.